whoa, hey, it's me. And guess what? This is a bonus episode. Yep, that's right. It's not Thursday, but I'm dropping an episode just because, hmm, I have a lot to say all the time. Well, thanks for stopping by this random day. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. I can fully acknowledge that this week's episode was short, so I'm going to give you a bonus episode. In this episode, I just want to talk about relationships, dating, and just my experiences growing up in dating, because I think they're pretty funny. Um, I think we can all relate to that awkward period when you first start dating, So, welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. If you hear an echo, I'm recording this episode in the bubble bath. We're going to call it Brittany's Bubble Bath Bonus Episode. How does that sound? Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. So, this episode is going to be really uncensored because I'm going to talk about my dating life, my marriage, and all the good stuff. I want to begin by talking to you guys about how I think we all have a type. Right. And what I mean by that is that you could marry or even date outside of the people you typically go for, but we're naturally all attracted to certain types of people. And I know this to be true because my best friend and I have completely different tastes in men. She likes them like tall, lanky, and skinny. I like them big, like tall, strong big like you don't have to be like ripped but you have to be like big because I like to feel safe so when you look at my husband he's my type because I like to feel I'm 4'11 and a half he's 6'1 you know 220 pounds or something like that like he's big and I'm little and that's the way I like it um but I don't like gym dudes because maybe I don't have that same level of commitment to the gym and I feel like a relationship with a gym bro would be problematic for me. So if you are married to one, thank you um, for, you know, scooping them up and keeping them off the streets because they're not my type. <laughs> um, but growing up, I had a very diverse type of men. It was always one key personality trait. So my friends were over a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about just the good old days and, um, you know, is preference problematic? Is it bad? You know, in this age where everyone's woke, we were talking about some deep topics that are not <laughs> Christian mom uncensored safe. But basically, we're talking about our preferences and things like that because our friends, Ethan and I, our friends, they're both single. So naturally, we wanted to chat about, well, what's it like to be single in 2021? Ethan and I met in 2012, okay? <laughs> Actually, we started dating in 2012. That's like 10 years. So uh, we have been off the market for quite some time. And I just don't know what it's like out there. So what I learned about myself is that I have a specific, the type of man that I like to date is like a loud, not loud, but like a more, you know, outspoken protective style if you're shy if you're a little dorky if you're kind of quiet you're not my jam my best friend on the other hand likes them tall likes them skinny likes them a little nerdy i can't stand those guys not that i can't stand them they're just not for me 
And so interestingly, in high school, I dated an array of guys, um, like normal, normal amount of guys. I dated a football player. I dated a soccer player. I dated um, a guy who didn't do either of those things, but was a little bit older. And those are my three like serious relationships and like two of them weren't that serious um and I always like to say I know how to play the game I always play the game I never ask somebody out first I never tell someone I like them first I will ask them do you like me which is kind of flirty and direct right if I'm trying to give the little children's like dating advice so obviously if I'm like hey do you like me I feel like as a guy, that feels like, um, you know, remember back in the day, these things were in person. They weren't all over text. Like texting was a thing, but it wasn't all we did. Like we saw each other still. So I feel like saying, hey, do you like me? Is flirty enough for a guy to feel comfortable to admit that he does. And so I've never had to ask a guy out. They've always asked me out. And it's because I learned how to play the flirting game. Um, but let me tell you, the start to my flirting game was rough and there was a lot of error. Think of yourself as a ninth grader. Okay, go back. I was ninth grader. I was really skinny, short hair, um, weird fashion sense, guys, weird fashion sense. And I read this book called How to Flirt. And this book, this book told me, stare at the guy you think is attractive wait for him to look at you then look away and look back simple instructions in fact i feel like now i could demonstrate it really cute ninth grade me couldn't do it really cute so i'm at my ninth grade freshman orientation i see a guy i like we end up being in separate tour groups and i'm disappointed i don't know why because we end up going to the same high school and we actually end up being in the same english class yep so me and this guy that i'm crushing on we're in the same english class and our classroom is shaped like a u so there's a bunch of desks like all next to each other and it shapes like a u so that um the teachers like has a cart you know like teachers sometimes have carts cart in the middle with a projector and i don't know if schools like this these days i haven't been to high school in 10 years oh but um anyway it's sitting like that and the guy i like is sitting across from me okay so what do i do i stare at him and when he looks at me i don't look away because i i'm like i know the book told me to look away but i feel like he'll think i was like daydreaming but when really i'm flirting so i'm going to not look away and that's not really what you want to do so i did that i'm staring at him and then he looks at me and i keep staring I kind of give him like a little, hmm, like a little smirk, a little hey. And he looks away because he's like, okay, that's awkward. And then he looks back and I'm still staring. What creep was I? What was wrong with me? That was creepy. So anyway, I'm staring. I'm doing this thing. It's weird. And then I realized that that wasn't good flirting. And now I'm embarrassed. Hindsight's twenty twenty. For the rest of my high school career, this guy was in every single one of my English classes from ninth grade through 12th grade. Every single one. He just stared at me.
for the rest of high school. It was like an inside joke we had, but it really wasn't funny. So don't take your dating advice or flirting tips from books. I wasn't going to ask my mom how to flirt. I did keep practicing the stare method, though. One time I was at a gas station. I used to be really bold. I was at a gas station, and this guy, this hot dad probably, but I thought he was hot, was pumping gas, and I saw him, so I stared at him. And then when he saw me, I smiled and waved, like kind of flirty. And he, you know, gave me a head, like a nod up, and then kept pumping gas, probably because I am an underage child, and he's like, mm, I can't really do anything. And I'm just staring at him the whole time thinking I know how to flirt. Anyway, my flirt game is not strong. My damsel in distress game, strong. I know it is 2021. I am a feminist. I am. I am a a feminist who likes to be a damsel in distress. Okay. It it actually makes me feel empowered. I like it. I I like to be rescued because I knew they were going to rescue me. So did you rescue me or was that mind control? I don't know. I don't know. Disney princess vibes. So I fell in love in high school with any guy that did anything nice to me. And I'm going to tell you three stories of how easily I fell in love with boys. Here's the first one. The first one is I like this guy. He was a Russian guy. He went to my high school. Um, on my first day of school, ninth grade, for some reason, I made it my um, objective to find a boyfriend. Don't know why. Didn't have to be like that, but that's who I was. And I saw this cute guy, right? He wasn't in my any of my classes, but he had one class with my best friend. So at lunchtime, my best friend says, hey, I'm going to introduce you to him. So at lunch, we're leaving lunch and we're trying to catch up to him before we like walk out the door. And he ends up just walking ahead of us, not really noticing us. And then he ends up... Um, ahead of us and we end up catching him so my best friend kind of grabs him by the arm and like pulls his shoulder so he's facing away from us her arm kind of wraps around his arm and like pulls it so he stops and has to turn around and this threw him off and put him in defense mode he was like who the heck's grabbing me and was like what do you want and brand my best friend is like hey this is my friend Brittany." and i'm sitting there like kind of like hey trying to flirt so like a ninth grader wearing a weird outfit it didn't work and he just went He kind of just shrugged her off and kept walking. And I was so upset. I was like, he doesn't think I'm cute. Um, We ended up having a math class together. And I felt so awkward. I sat like, so like a couple periods later, literally like two periods later, no class periods later, I am sitting in my, I get to the math class first. I was very concerned about being on time. So I got, and I picked my seat. I like to sit like front-ish and I knew math was a hard subject for me. So I needed to get all the information and he walks in and I'm like, oh crap. The guy who thinks I'm a weirdo is about to be my math class. He chooses to sit next to me. He turns around and introduces himself and says, hi, I'm blank. I don't want to say his name, because I don't want people who go to my high school who may or may not listen to my podcast to know this was a thing. And I am like, oh, hey, and now I'm crushing, I'm crushing, I'm crushing, y'all. Flash forward, flash forward, I chase him. So, like, I'm flirting. I'm like, hey, obviously I sought him out first. Do you like me? Blah, 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 blah. Good, great, well, and fine. Um, 
one day I was in class and there was a 10th grader who for some reason was in my ninth grade class, history class, and she made fun of me for something I was wearing, something with my outfit, because she liked the guy that I liked, the, the guy that was in my math class. And everyone starts laughing and I'm kind of mortified. I think they're calling me a teacher's pet because I sat, at, I sat, I was, I was a teacher's pet and like, whatever, make fun of me. I don't remember what it was about, but I assume that was it. And he stands up and goes, Hey, leave her alone. That's all it took. I was in love y'all in love. All he did was say, Hey, leave her alone. And I was like, he's my protector. I love him. And, um, after that he tried to date me and then I played hard to get and then I tried to date him and he played hard to get and the whole game really just became that none of us got got because we were always playing hard to get and that's when I knew I was a dumb flirter confirmed third story oh two more um one time I was late to English class and I didn't have the answers to the vocabulary words and the guy next to me let me copy his answers and then I fell in love with him for three days Lastly, in college, I was busy strutting around, you know, the cafeteria, getting my coffee, and I bump into somebody and drop my fries. I was, I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, my fries. This guy, cute guy, tall guy, blonde guy, says, hey, here, you can have my fries, and takes the fries off his tray and hands them to me. And then I fell in love. So it doesn't take much for young Brittany to fall in love. Don't know what that says about me. Um, but it is the truth. Let me see. I have to see one thing with work. Ugh, well, I'm in the bath right now. Um, no, I have to keep working. Um, so that is pretty much how young Brittany fell in love. And it took not much else also if you ask if i have a type it's not a physical type i did say i like bigger guys but in high school no one was really big so that wasn't a thing i liked older guys i did marry older my husband's three years older than me um but isn't that silly aren't i silly so obviously younger me was a hot mess falling in love with boys for standing up for me and letting me copy their answers and giving me their french fries it's kind of like i grew up on disney so the damsel in distress mode worked for me and honestly that damsel in distress mode roped me my husband and i don't know if you know the story of our love story but i'm sitting here looking at we have like um some art in our living room it's like a window like a window pane and on it it says every love story is beautiful but ours is my favorite so let me share you ours so here we go in college my husband um at the time was my best friend's roommate's boyfriend and no I didn't steal him before you go there I was actually in a like relationship freshman year and he and the roommate ended up breaking up and she didn't come back to our school our sophomore year of college but he did and he had kind of hung out with us for a long time so we just kind of kept him in the friend group to be honest my best friend's roommate like she was a cool girl like no shade but we just didn't vibe whereas like with Ethan he fit into our group really well he was like one of our guy friends and it was just like a good vibe and so 
I had not been paying attention to him really at all. In fact, the only reason why I started paying attention to him is because my one of my best friends found out that he liked someone in our group, but he didn't say who. So we had this one really good friend in our group that he was close with, and he confided in her that he liked one of us, wouldn't say who, or she wouldn't say who. Anyway, regardless, we didn't know who he liked. So we had suspects, and I was like, is it me? Is it not me? And then the fact that that was a possibility kind of had me intrigued, like, oh, who does he like? Is it me? Flash forward in college, I did karate and it was, it was pretty cool. It was on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, you could get one credit for it or you could do it without, for, without a credit if you just wanted to do it for fun. But if you did it for credit, like attendance was part of your grade, uh, attendance was part of your grade. And so you get up at 8am and the way our school set up is that there's like a whole highway. And then on one side of the highway, there's like this huge campus. It's not huge. Actually, it's a small school. But there's the campus that has the dorm rooms. It has the main place where you um, like go to classes. It has, you know, the cafeteria has everything on one side. Um, Still like lots of, you know, like it's still a college, so it was big enough. And then there's a tunnel that goes under the highway and goes to what we called the arc, which was pretty much the gym. That's where, you know, the basketball team was. That's where all the um, fields were. Um, And I actually worked in the gym all four years of college. I really, really have a special place in my heart for that job. But anyway, long story short is there's like a pond on the other side, and it's kind of a long trek to get from your dorm room through the tunnel across to the arc, which is again, where the gym is. And that's where the karate dojo is. And so anyway, I'm just letting you know that it was intense for a college student to get up before 8am to make it to 8am karate, like 8am for college students is hard. And I learned that my freshman year, when I thought I've been getting up early to go to school my whole life, I at 8am doesn't mean anything. No college is a game changer. 8am's uh uh-uh. I could do a 9.30, I could do a 10, but 8 a.m.s in college were hard. Anyway, so our karate team or whatever um, was actually pretty legit. We used to have this thing called a gashuka where like a bunch of different karate dojos would get together and like have a day of karate. So we would like train we would do like some physical exercises there would be um, a belt ceremony so if you were testing to get your next belt you would do that there um it was held like once a year I want to say or maybe twice a year we got together um you could get belts also you know there wasn't the only time you could do the belt ceremony but it was the coolest time to do it because a bunch of other dojos were there anyway long story short is what they do if they have this thing called the ring of um, I forgot who the guy is anyway. So it's like, you make this big circle and you basically spar and sparring is just like, you're fighting each other. So you against another person, it was like legit. So I ended up in the ring with two black belts. They put two people on me and we're kicking, we're fighting, we're, we're fighting, we're doing whatever I'm blocking. I'm holding my own. They're both men. They're both black belts. And I'm like a little chick but this one guy ends up kicking me straight in my ribs. And I'm telling you, I could feel the breath leave me. But I played it off because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't look like a punk, right? So I I kind of like, 
you know, continue to to block. If they get the idea that I've had enough, we I bow out and we finish the day with, with some exercises. Of course, I, I don't have the same stamina as I did. Now, my sensei didn't know that I got hurt because if I, I, if I had told him, he would have like had me taken out. Anyway, we go back. To, we, we finish the day and I'm like, oh my gosh, my ribs are just on fire. I go back to the dorm room. I'm not feeling well. I just feel like it's just pain. And, um, I'm like that for a couple days. Um, one of my guy friends comes and gives me some remedy to put on it. I'm not sure if it's like from the kick and I don't want to go to the doctors or make a big fuss because then I'm scared. Cause you know, like whenever you get hurt, you get like a little bit scared. This will be my second time getting hurt in college. Um, and so eventually the friend group decides that I should go to the hospital and get checked out because it if it is like a cracked rib they're like it could puncture a lung it's gonna like you're gonna die and I'm like oh my gosh okay I'll go to the hospital (laughs) so we Ethan is the only guy in our group that has a car um and literally all of my friends wanted to go which they're the sweetest and definitely didn't have to like two people could have went and it would have been fine but he went along with a good group of a good group of us and we ended up going to the hospital everyone's so dramatic. They weren't even cracked. I had like some bruised ribs and it was fine. And, um, we end up going to dinner afterwards. We go to our favorite little Asian spot, which was the only good restaurant in town. And then we get back to campus and the way student parking was now we're only sophomores. So the parking was trash. You had to park all the way at the cafeteria to walk all the way back to your dorms. And it's like a far walk. So he carried me basically on his back from dinner up to our, from, from the parking spot up to our dorm. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. Like he's like taking care of me. I'm like a little loopy from the pain beds they gave me at the hospital. So I'm just giggly and I'm like, oh my gosh, I kind of like him. So that's kind of like where it sparked. And we ended up going to the movies and like we decided to just go with ourselves and Ethan's truck and everyone else went in my other friend's car and we just we started talking and vibing and that's kind of how we started dating I say the damsel in distress mode I was not playing it but it's kind of what got me my mans um and like like, like I say do the smallest thing for me and I probably will fall head over heels in love with you, which is like, I don't, it's definitely comes from having Disney growing up, right? Think about Hercules and Meg. Think about, um, I'm trying to think about another Disney princess, Ariel and Eric, but not really. She was kind of a damsel. I guess. Yeah. Ariel and Eric. Think of, he was more of the damsel in Little Mermaid though. I don't know. All I can think about is Hercules and Meg right now. Maybe because I was obsessed with Hercules, that's what did it. I've decided I'm going to start meditating and cleansing my mind every morning and every evening because you know how if you say something bad is going to happen, it does. You know, we have to speak good things into existence. So let me tell you about my weekend that was overall good, but just kind of messy. And I'm not sure if it's because I have kids, if it's because it's me or whatever. So this past weekend, Ethan and I decided in Maryland, the cicadas are coming. And once they do, it's going to be no bueno. Mia is not going to want to be out playing outside 
and it's just going to be a hot, hot mess. So we need to get out and have fun. And it was going to be a beautiful weekend. It was in like the mid 70s, super gorgeous. So we decided to go to um, the Inner Harbor, which has the aquarium down there. There's a um, there's like some restaurants. There's the Science Center. And it's like 15 minutes from the zoo. So we decide we're going to go to the zoo. We're going to book a hotel for the night. My One of um, Ethan's friends was coming into town. And they were supposed to go to dinner anyway. So we were like, perfect. We'll book a hotel room. You can go to dinner. I'll have a movie night in with the kids in the hotel. And it'll be a lit weekend. So we get up on Saturday. Get ready for soccer. It's superhero day at soccer. Little did I know, little did I know, Ethan says that Mia didn't go to sleep till like 12.30 p.m. on a Friday night. Now, before you mom shame me, she took a really late nap on Friday. She took a nap and she slept till 5, which I would not let slide, but he was like, don't wake her up, she's tired, don't wake her up, she's tired. Didn't wake her up, she stayed up till 12.30. I was asleep at 10 o'clock with Elliot. Because typically, the way our schedule works is I will, um, at the end of the day, Elliot wants to go to sleep around like 7 o'clock. He's really asleep by 8, but like between 6.30 and 7, he usually falls asleep. If he isn't, he's for sure down by 8. So I will do dinner, clean up, do bath time. Mia will hop in bed with me and Elliot and we'll watch um, a couple episodes of whatever little kid show she wants and then Elliot will fall asleep, and then it's time for Mia to be quiet. If she can stay quiet, she can stay hanging out with me. But if she is not going to bed yet, let's say like Elliot goes to sleep at 6.30, it's only 7 o'clock, Mia's not going to sleep yet. She'll go down to the basement and play in the basement where most of her toys are, and I'll kind of hang on upstairs, and she'll fall asleep, and Ethan will put her into bed. Anyway, so I was, I was asleep, and Mia was awake that whole time. So Saturday, she's kind of, she's happy, she's excited. She knows we're doing a staycation this weekend um, because we're staying in our state. We're only going like 45 minutes away from home and it's going to be nice. She is at soccer and my mom's coming and she's, it's just the start of a whiny day for her. She won't play soccer because my mom wasn't there yet. As soon as my mom gets there, she doesn't want to play soccer. She just wants to play with Nana. Nana has to leave. I've come soccer ends. Nana's going home. We're heading to the zoo because at the zoo, you have to have a specific ticket for and a specific entry time. And it's kind of the way they're managing crowd control, right? With COVID and everything. So I don't know if it was like this before COVID. I want to say, I can't remember if I've been to the zoo before COVID. So we get home, we do lunch, pack up the car, head to the zoo. Now, at this point, by the time we get home from lunch after soccer, me and Ethan are already tired and in our heads thinking, like, let's skip the zoo. Um, It was kind of hot outside at soccer. I was, like, a little bit annoyed with the heat, and he was like, it's not going to be fun to walk around in the heat with you. I'm like, I know, because I can be kind of whiny. I know. But I decided, like, it's one of our last nice weekends. You know, why would we, like, waste our time? let's just do the zoo. We have to go down to our hotel anyway. Like, when are we going to do this again? Because I'm the type of person who I will do outdoor things. Like if there is 
um, like the zoo, like zoos and farms and things like that, but I'll only do them in the spring and the fall. The summer, it's no bueno. There's no reason to be miserable in the heat. Like I would never go to the zoo in the summer. You will not catch me there. So we went to the zoo and Mia is, Mia and Elliot only sleep for 45 minutes in the car, literally from the time we leave our house. She falls asleep, you know, three minutes into the car drive. And then she's asleep when we arrive at the zoo. We basically have to wake the kids up to go. Um, We haven't bought our bigger vehicle yet. So we are buying a bigger vehicle this summer, um, but we're trying to time it correctly and figure out, we were still trying to figure out like which car we're keeping. We both have a car, um, but we don't feel like we need to keep, have three cars. So we were trying to figure out, are we getting rid of my current ride or Ethan's current ride? Anyway, long story short, the double stroller does not fit in my car. And that's the car we took downtown. It also does not fit in Ethan's car. So we have one stroller, but I have the baby carrier. I'm going to wear Elliot. So I put Elliot on and I decide like if Mia wants to get out, Elliot could get into the stroller for a little bit. It'll all work out. It ends up being like Mia's whiny. She wants to be in the stroller. She doesn't want her dad to carry her. She wants me to carry her. She's just kind of cranky. Um, She did enjoy seeing the animals. She got an icy... Um, we're at the zoo. Elliot has pooped. Okay. And I'm like, it is three 30. We've been here an hour. We've seen enough animals. <laughs> like let's get in the car. By the time we get back to our car, we can go to the hotel and check in. Literally my life is always a mess. Nothing is ever smooth. And I think it, you have to kind of laugh at that Because sometimes things are, you know how things are just easy. It's like, I'm going to go to the zoo. I'm going to check in. It's going to be fun. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes, it sounds like a fun, easy situation. You wake up, you get dressed, you go to soccer. You come home from soccer, you have lunch. You go to the zoo, go to the hotel. When you have kids, it complicates everything by a thousand and slows everything down by a thousand. So instead of it being a nice, easy kind of day, now you have to take into account, well, if Elliot has a blowout, what do we do? Um, Luckily, Mia's still in pull-up, so it's like, just go. It's fine. Screw potty training. We're out for the weekend. Um, And then you have to factor in food and meals. And like when I'm at home... If my I know my kids want to eat around 5.30. I know that's dinner time. I know like 6 o'clock is late for us to be starting to eat dinner. It is. It's kind of late for us to be eating dinner. Um, because our days are early. Like we wake up early. We go to bed early. So like breakfast is at 8.30. Lunch is at 12. Dinner is at 5. Bedtime snack at 7. Then you go to bed. And that's kind of how we roll. Now, I know that I could probably get away with flipping our schedule a little bit and doing like a three o'clock, like good snack, like a good after school snack, like a sandwich or something, and then doing dinner at six. And maybe I'll think about flipping that schedule around. But for right now, um, this week, I don't feel like doing that. I'm just going to stick to my normal schedule, let you know if those updates help, because eventually you know, Mia will be in school and our days will be a little bit later when Ethan goes back into the office after working from home for a year. That it might be better for all of us if dinner was like at 6, 15. And then you go to, you're not going to be hungry. Like if you, 
dinner's at 6.15, go to bed at like 7.45, 8 o'clock. Well, Elliot would be, but the thing about that is Elliot goes to bed at like 7. So it would be like really hard to do dinner, bath, and all of that. So it's just like a hard, it's going to be, it's going to require me flipping a lot of schedules. Anyway, 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 moving on. So when you're out, you know, if you're sitting at a restaurant, there's going to be a wait and you have to get your kids food. So I did do something smart, which was pack a ton, a ton of snacks. And that way it's like, if you're getting hungry, here's a fruit cup, here's some goldfish, here is a granola bar, here is, um, whatever, so just kind of hold you over. And so we did lunch at like 12 and then we didn't get dinner till six. So Mia was having snacks anyway. So her attitude's all messed up. We get to the hotel. Once we pull into the hotel, I did everything on my phone. You can check in with your phone. Your key is on your phone. Everything's on your phone. We get there and they're like, hey, you could upgrade to a King suite. And I look at Ethan and I'm like, it's been a hot, long day. Should we upgrade? It's kind of expensive. He says, I don't care about the money. Let's upgrade. I hit upgrade. We go to our room. <laughs> we go into our room. This is the funny part. So now we don't get one of those rolly things you put your luggage on because we just have like four bags, like four duffel bags. <laughs> this is so funny thinking back. This happened literally today. We got home this morning. And <clears throat> so we're just going to muscle it. So Mia's going to hold my hand and walk. Elliot is in the baby carrier strapped to my front. I got the diaper bag on my back and I'm holding another bag in my hand. So I have one bag, a kid in my aunt strapped to me, another kid's holding my hand. Ethan's holding all the rest of the bags. We go to get in the elevator and we go to the room. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so funny to me. We, we, <laughs> we go. Okay, composing myself. We get to the room, right? It's a king suite. We walk in, it's huge, guys. It is gorgeous. It's on the 14th floor. Only like suites are up there. It looks nice. Like only big king rooms are up there. So, like, the first 11 floors has regular rooms. The top, I think the the hotel goes up to 14. Like 14th floor is all the suites. So we go up to the 14th floor. Elevators are pretty. It's like a cute hotel. We go into our suite. Like I say, it's gorgeous. The view is insane. The TV is already on. It says, welcome, Mr. Stewart. I'm like, whoa, we're like, we made it to the other side. Like we're living, we're big balling. And... <laughs> We're looking around. Mia's running around the room going, it's so big. And she's loving it. We can't find the bedroom. We just see this really big couch, a table, <laughs> a dining table uh, with some pretty artwork, like a like a bowl on there. <laughs> and it's really, they have like a Starbucks sitting on the, the, the um, next to the Keurig, like little Starbucks K-cups with like real creamer and things. And um, we're like, this is so nice. Where's the room? So we start like, where's the bedroom? Part of the suite. So we start looking for the bedroom. I can't. Hold on. Let me compose myself because I'm like losing it right now. All right, let's see if I can get through this without cracking up. So we're looking for the bedroom part. There's doors on either side, but they're locked. Like clearly you could have, you could have, um, like reserved the rooms next to you and it would have been like a cool connector, but we can't find the bedroom. So I'm like pushing against the mirror. I'm like in the bathroom trying to find a secret wall. There's this shelf that has like a ton of vases on it. It's like, 
like I don't know if they're expensive probably not right but there's some vases on this wall and I'm like pushing it trying to find like a portal to the king to the room because we reserved the king's suite <laughs> and then I look at Ethan and I go well the couch looks really big so he takes the the cushions off the couch and sees that it's a pull-out couch <laughs> and I'm like oh well maybe we don't get a bedroom <laughs> maybe we just get the couch and then Ethan's pissed because right we upcharged our room for the suite and he like <laughs> so he opens the closet there's one pillow and I'm like but where are the blankets if we're supposed to have the couch so Ethan's mad he's like because <laughs> we're just average middle class Americans right we don't usually do like sweets and stuff so he's like and I don't understand unless rich folk don't sleep in beds anymore I don't where's the bed so he's he says he's gonna go back downstairs and like just ask the the front desk lady where the bed is and like how do we get to the bedroom part and I'm like just call just call down and he says no 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 they're really busy they're probably gonna leave me on hold so he he leaves me and Mia inside the hotel with Elliot and goes downstairs and I'm still searching for a bed a bedroom Meanwhile, Mia's hungry, so I pull out some snacks for her, and I grab, I packed Clorox wipes. I start wiping down all the surfaces, because I have kids. I have a two-year-old and six-month-old. They're going to touch everything. I wipe the remote down, and I'm looking for a kid show to put on or something. I'm texting Ethan while he's downstairs. He um, takes my phone, because his phone isn't working with the app. Meanwhile, he's having a hell of an experience downtown downtown um at the checkout because there's this privileged girl who's not wearing her mask the front desk lady is asking her to wear her mask right she says it's fine i'm fully vaxxed regardless if you're fully vaxxed or not if someone asks you to wear your mask just do it okay this is where he got pissed he told me like he wanted to knock her out but he didn't and um the lady tells her to put on her mask. I guess the girl was trying to check in or something. She came in in a wheelchair because she was sauced. She's not wearing her mask. And um, afterwards, after she deals with her front desk lady, she walks away like, wow, I'm so glad everyone's empowered with like Black Lives Matter and everything. But geez, and Ethan got pissed. He's like, my wife is black. I'm about to knock this little girl out. But he didn't because he's a he, you know, he's an adult, not a 12 year old. And so he goes to the front desk and asks the lady like, hey, yeah, we we pulled up. We upgraded to the suite. But we can't find the bedroom. Do we need to get a key or something? And she says, oh, my gosh. Um, for some reason, the online system, because I did everything online. We never saw a front desk person. I literally checked in on my phone, used my phone as the keys, went straight to the suite, propped up on the couch looking for blankets or a secret portal to the bedroom. And she says, oh, the online system isn't, hasn't, wasn't communicating correctly and there's no connecting rooms available. So like you could reserve a king size room, right? And then if you wanted the suite, you would get the suite, but they're, they're all booked up. So basically she reverses this back to our original room, which is just like two double beds. And we have to like now lug ourselves from the 14th floor back to common folk floor to the 11th floor. At this point, I'm hungry. I just want to order dinner. I was going to have it delivered via DoorDash. And 
I wanted to take a bath with the kids, put on pajamas, eat and chill. So he comes back and it's like, yeah, they don't have any connecting rooms available. We're just hanging out in this sweet area. So then we lug all of our crap. I repack the stuff that I pulled out. We go down to the 11th floor and our room's still like really, it's a really clean hotel. And I realized that I messed up. I should have taken some of the Starbucks K-Cups because once you get to the 11th floor, they have this weird brand of K-Cups. And I realized that the only way to live well is to pay to live well. So that's pretty much how our weekend was kind of a mess. So we do all of that. And then we take bubble baths, we order dinner, we eat. Ethan's going to go out to meet our friend, his friends. I get into the bed. Mia and Elliot get into the bed. Elliot nurses and goes to sleep. Mia is snuggling. We're watching um, <clears throat> the Ugly Dolls movie. And then she starts crying, saying she wants to go home. She doesn't want to sleep in this bed. The blankets are uncomfortable. And that's when I realized she's my child because backstory is whenever we stay at a hotel or whenever we stay at like a friend's house I always want to go home no matter what time it is I always prefer to wake up at home and I pass that on to my child and Ethan's gone for like five hours no he left at seven he got back at like 11 um 10 45 11 o'clock so he's gone for like three hours um, three and a half hours. Mia pretty much cries a lot of the time, says she wants to go home. Um, eventually she falls asleep. Elliot falls asleep and I'm going to call it a day. I'm like, whatever. <clears throat> but then I start getting paranoid. Okay. This is why I'm, I'm obnoxious. This trip is crazy. So on the door to all of our hotel, to the hotel rooms, it says like, if you are being sex trafficked or you think someone's being sex, tra- sex trafficked, call this number. So I'm like, oh my gosh, there's sex traffickers. So now I'm scared. Okay, so this is pretty standard in any hotel that's in a big city. Didn't know this. Just so you know, like, don't be scared. So I lock, I lock our door up really, really close. And I'm like sleeping with one eye open. And I'm looking for weapons in case somebody tries to come sex traffic me and my kids. So I'm looking around. Obviously, no one can get it. You can't get into the elevator without a key card. One, and I'm like, well, sex traffickers are smart. They're going to have a key card. And two, you, you can't get into my hotel room without a key. <laughs> anyway, so I locked the door. I didn't go to sleep till Ethan got back because I was like on alert. He comes back to the room. He had a night out, you know, that was a mess himself. But that's a different story. Meanwhile, um, I'm going to go to sleep now. I'm exhausted. I'm talking like exhausted. I stayed up late Friday night. Got to sleep in a little bit, which means I woke up at seven instead of six. And <laughs> I just want to go to bed. So um, I'm watching Degrassi. Um, they have Chromecast, which is cool. So I just pulled up my uh, Amazon Prime app. If you don't know, Degrassi Next Generation, all the seasons are on there. I've been watching it to, for nostalgia purposes. I'm so sorry. That is Elliot. <laughs> um, and then I start to fall asleep. Ethan says, babe, turn off the TV. You're falling asleep. Turn off the TV. I'm sleeping. All of a sudden, these drunk people are yelling and fighting the whole for like two hours, right? And now I'm pissed because I can't sleep. The kids are asleep. Ethan's snoring and he's asleep. I can't sleep. And I'm listening to how Laura and freaking John are fighting. And John's like, come on, Laura. And Laura is, I don't know, yelling. And then eventually, Ethan thinks the police were called because he heard a big bang and then it got silent. And I'm thinking, great, I just listened, I just witnessed a murder between Laura and John. The police have arrived and they're going to interrupt my evening. 
Okay, I saw Laura and John when we were checking out this morning, so there was no murder, but they were annoying and drunk. I ended up turning up white noise on my phone and letting that play for the night, and I got a couple hours of sleep. But let me tell you, (laughs) it was a mess. And after that, I said, you know what? We're not doing any more trips. We're not doing any trips that that involve a hotel. I will stay at a private house. uh, I'm not staying at a condo. I will stay at a house, and that's it. Or I will stay at this one specific um, hotel, these two specific hotels that I really, really like that are private and big. You have your, your big own suites. That's what I'm used to. And I'm not going back. We woke up this morning and Elliot was up at 6. I woke Ethan up at 7. We ate breakfast and we came straight home. We were home by 10 a.m. this morning because it was a mess. So traveling with kids is wild. <laughs> traveling in general is wild. We didn't even really travel. Um, <laughs> and that was my weekend. Before I close out this episode, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed these giggles. I do want to say that people are being extremely extra now that the CDC has established new guidelines. If you are fully vaccinated, I always say there's no way to tell who's vaccinated or who's not. So I'm still approaching the world as cautiously as I can. Um, And if any employee anywhere asks me to wear a mask, that's what I'm going to do. And in fact, I will be wearing a mask myself because that feels what's safe for me. Um, to me, everything feels like an experiment. They're saying, you know, the weather is warmer. You are fully vaccinated. Let's see what happens. And I just don't trust that we are, you know, really, really good to go. But it's up to you what you do. I would just say be respectful in all endeavors. Don't be like that mean girl at the hotel desk that was like, I know, I know. Black Lives Matter. Everyone's empowered. That's so rude. If an employee is asking you to wear a mask, and you are in a private establishment, guess what? You have to wear a mask because the CDC may say you don't have to, but if this private place you are entering says you do, then you do. So let's just remember that being good people and nice people is, you know, the best policy. And let's leave it at that. There's no reason to be rude or nasty to everyone or anyone. But yeah, that was pretty much my weekend. Those were my boy stories. And there's your bonus episode. Make sure you hop back on on Thursday for our regularly, our regularly, regularly, I can't say that word, our normal episode on Thursdays. And I will chat with you soon. Have a great week. Bye. I love you all. Don't forget to leave me a five-star rating in Apple and also to send me DMs about your funny hotel stories or leave a comment on the Instagram about your funny hotel stories and how traveling with kids is cray. And if you have any advice on traveling with kids in the car, give me the heads up because we have vacations later in the summer. And I just after yesterday, I am scared. I am scared of the, the the vacations that are like eight hours away. And I can't just go home. I'm scared. All right. Bye, you guys. Have a great week. 